This is Sid Roth saying, Shalom Mishpacha. Mishpacha is a Hebrew word. It means family. And we're the Mishpacha, the family with a Jewish heart. Welcome to today's edition of Messianic Vision and another appointment for you to be mentored to fulfill your destiny with one of our It's Supernatural guests. And now, here's your host for this program, It's Supernatural television producer, Donna Chavis. Thank you, Sid, and welcome everyone to Messianic Vision. I am your host today, Donna Chavis, and I am so excited about today's program, and you're going to see why in just a couple of minutes. Our guest says, every day, ancient prophecies are unfolding in the world around us. Prophecies that we could really only imagine are actually becoming a reality in our lifetime. Well, today he's going to uncover some of these ancient biblical prophecies, mysteries, secrets, and hidden truths so that you can see that these are not just a thing of the past. They are alive today. Please welcome Pastor Larry Huck. Hi, Larry. Hi, Donna and Sid. Good to be with you guys. Uh, We love you and Tis sends her love. Uh, We're really excited to be with you today. Thank you so much for spending some time with us. Now, I know as we talk, some people may recognize you as the senior pastor of New Beginnings in Bedford, Texas, and also the co-host with your wife, Tiz, of a daily broadcast television program that's actually seen around the world. So if you say, oh, I know that guy. Yes, you do. (laughs) So we're happy to have you. (laughs) And, you know, Pastor Larry, something that I found out about you that I think is astounding is you just received quite a prestigious award from the nation of Israel. Yes, ma'am. By just the grace of God, the nation of Israel, the government of Israel gave me what's called the Lifetime Achievement Award, and uh, it is the highest honor that you can receive uh, for anyone living outside of the nation of Israel. And um, people came in from all over the world to uh, honor us that night, and uh, we just give God all the praise and all the glories. And Never dreamed something like that would happen from a a kid from inner city, South St. Louis. But uh, we've been standing with the nation of Israel for over almost 25 years now and teaching the Jewish roots of the scriptures. And so we were more, trust me, Donna, when I say we were more than honored and blessed to receive that award. Well, that is amazing. Thank you for sharing that. Larry, I want to start Way back at the beginning, I think we have to with you. Your your testimony is probably one of the most dramatic that I have ever heard coming to the Lord. Share that with us. Well, uh, <laughs> I like to tell people that um, I wasn't raised in the church. I wasn't raised in a uh, Christian family at all. I grew up in inner city South St. Louis and uh, was involved with the street gangs and and things of that nature. Um, And as I uh, went through high school, I ended up getting a football scholarship to university. At the university, I began to deal drugs, do drugs, and deal drugs. Long story short, Donna, I ended up in uh, Columbia, South America. I had a ranch down there, a home down there, and I began to smuggle uh, drugs into the United States. And while I was doing that, I became uh, a drug addict. I was 
using a needle, shooting drugs into my vein, uh, cocaine and heroin, uh, sometimes six times a day. And, uh, you know, there's a saying, Donna, there's a saying in the streets that once a junkie, always a junkie. And I can remember when my uh, mom had found out I was back in the U.S. and she tracked me down and she walked into the house that I was in and saw me. And she told me later that the first thing she thought when she saw me, once a junkie, always a junkie. And the world says you can never change. But the word says who the sun sets free shall be free indeed. So what the enemy meant for evil, God reverses that and uses it for good. And so during this time, I found out that there were seven federal warrants out for my arrest. And I always think it's funny seven federal warrants and Jesus shed his blood seven different times. And, uh, so when I found out there were, uh, warrants out for my arrest, I, I, I jokingly say I was led by the Lord to leave town. And, uh, <laughs> I ran from the long arms of the law to the strong arms of the Lord. I ended up in, in Flagstaff, Arizona, uh, you know, long, long hair earrings in my ears before people were wearing earrings and, just a total drug addict and hippie. And I was sitting on my porch smoking marijuana, smoking a joint. And I see this little Hispanic guy walking across the street, back and forth, back and forth. And he'd get down the end of the corner and he'd kind of take a breath and he'd walk back and he'd kind of look at me in the corner of his eye. So I'm thinking, <clears throat> this guy's going to come over and he's he wants to buy some drugs from me. And uh, all of a sudden he stops turns around walks over and he walks right up to me i'm thinking he's gonna donna i'm thinking he's gonna ask me if i have drugs to sell right and he walks up to me and he says you know i've never done this before but i couldn't leave until i told you jesus is who you're looking for wow and that one witness you know you 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 realize god's word says it'll his word will never come back void and that one little witness that one little seed from a little Hispanic guy by the name of Bill Trujillo. He's my hero in the kingdom of God. And he planted that seed. And it wasn't before long that he took me to uh, uh, his little church of about 50 people. And that's where I ended up giving my life to the Lord. And the journey began. My goodness. My goodness. Well, I wanted to ask you, too. You you said you started going to this little church, and I know you were attending, you were attending, you were attending. After a few weeks, you were sitting there in church, and you told me something, Larry. You said you actually felt, now I, I took it that you meant literally, you actually felt like there was a needle going into your arm. Yeah, yeah. You know, the thing that I loved, I can say, Donna, think about this. I can say to any mother, father, any person, I know God can set you free of drugs. I know God can set your child free of drugs. Yes. Because it's not something I read. It's something that I experienced. And so I, I ended up getting saved in that, in, in that little church. I ended up going to that little church, and we were serving God for, uh, got several weeks, and— the pastor started preaching and literally all of a sudden I felt uh, a needle go into my arm, just like if I was shooting up, I felt the taste in my mouth. I felt myself, my head begin to spin. And I knew that 
if God didn't do something, I was going to leave that service and walk out and hit up again. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was so strong on me. Now, we weren't a church that was a kind of fallen down church and, you know, that (laughs) kind of thing. But, you know, at the end of the message, everybody would come to the altar and kneel and pray about, you know, what the pastor had taught us and stuff. And Donna, without any orchestration, without any um, uh, leading of any person, any human, all of a sudden, you know, there's 50 of us down at the altar praying and seeking God. And I'm praying, God help me. Please, God help me. And all of a sudden, everybody started singing in the Spirit. Now, I know that sounds strange to people, but without any, and I want to emphasize, without any orchestration from anybody, nobody said, let's all sing in the Spirit. You know, people were praying, all of a sudden, everybody, and everybody started falling. You know, we're, most of us are on our knees praying, everybody's falling over. Now, like I said, we weren't that kind of church. I mean, we believed in the baptism of the Holy Spirit. We believed in the power of God. But we were trained, you know, don't put on a show or anything. And all of a sudden, everybody, the whole place is lying on the floor. People are crying with joy. People are laughing with joy. And uh, I remember one lady go, we're in heaven, we're in heaven. And, And I'm telling you, it felt like it. I have never seen anything like it before. I've never seen anything like it again. And the the presence of God was so thick. And I felt God touch me. I felt the power, the anointing of God touch me. And I got up from that floor, and I have never needed drugs again. Never needed drugs again. Never even had it a desire for drugs. You know, one of my favorite scriptures in all the Bible is Romans eight twenty eight. All things work together for good. So what the enemy meant for evil, God reverses that and uses it for good. And I believe that God never made me a drug addict. Satan made me a drug addict. But because of that, I can tell anybody with any kind of bondage, whether it's drugs or alcohol or whether it's, uh, you know, the greatest deliverance I had was from a violent, violent temper. I can tell you the world will say you'll never change. The world will tell you, the devil will tell you, your child will never change. Once a junkie, always a junkie. Or once somebody with a bad anger problem. But the Bible says who the sun sets free shall be free indeed. Yes. And, and. What Satan meant for evil, God is using. And that's why we, we teach on breaking family curses. We teach on right. on the power of God, the anointing of the Holy Spirit, the supernatural presence of God. You know, this throws a lot of people, but um, Jesus saved me. But it was the power of the Holy Spirit that set me free. Yes. And that that's why I think the enemy fights the presence of God so much, the Holy Spirit, the supernatural. If it wasn't for the supernatural, I would simply have become religious. Yes. But because of the supernatural, I became delivered. Yes. Whew. Thank God for that. Now, there may be people listening. You know, I'm sure of it, Larry. I am sure there are people listening that either for themselves, for a son, for a daughter, for a loved one, they are saying, how will I ever change? How will I ever change? 
of what do I do about my child. Will you pray for those people now? Oh, absolutely. You know, and it would be my honor, and you that are listening right now, God laid this on my heart uh, just a few weeks ago when we were in a church service, and, you know, with the COVID-19, we can't uh, lay hands on people. We can't uh, grab someone's hands. And I told the church, I said, let my faith, let my faith, Come in agreement with your need. Yes. Let my faith cover you with the supernatural power of God and Donna, the miracles that we've been seeing. And so you that are listening right now, in the ancient Hebrew language, there's no word as coincidence. There's no word coincidence in the ancient Hebrew language. So what that means is, is that if you're listening right now, and you're hearing my testimony of God setting me free. Also in ancient Hebrew, it says that if you see or hear of a miracle in somebody else's life, it means you're next. So if you're listening right now, it's not a coincidence. You're next, or your son's next, or your husband's next, or your wife, or your daughter. So let me pray for you right now. Let me add my faith to your faith. Father, in the name of Jesus, your word promises us that whatever we bind on earth is bound in heaven. And Father, we bind right now the spirit of addiction of any kind. We bind the spirit of drug addiction. We bind the spirit of alcoholism. We bind the spirit of of anger or depression or suicide. Father, I bind it right now, and I command it to leave these people, their children, their grandchildren, their family. I break every curse. And, Father, I break every family curse. There's some of you listening right now that uh, a spirit of drug addiction or a spirit of alcoholism or a spirit of anger or a spirit of suicide or depression is in your family. First is he who hangs on a tree. We break that family curse. Yes. Right now, in the name of Jesus, we break that generational curse and we release the power and the promises of God in Jesus' name. What Satan is meant for evil, Father, you're going to turn it around and use it for good. We send the Holy Spirit out to draw sons and daughters and grandchildren back to the kingdom of God. We bring them back right now to serve God. Father, we bind the devil in bringing wrong relationships to those people, to our children, to our grandchildren. We, We send the angels of God to move those wrong relationships away, and we send the power of the Holy Spirit to draw them to the right people, the people that will stand with them and witness to them and pray for them. And we do this in the name of Jesus, the name above every name. Father, we give you praise, for we declare, who the Son sets free shall be free indeed. Amen. Yes, yes, yes. Amen. (laughs) I'm just going to add my amen to that. Larry, I, I heard something interesting about you that 
the Lord delivered you in such a way. And as you begin to minister, you have seen thousands and thousands of people delivered from uh, from drugs through your ministry. And when you first started pastoring, the court system in New Mexico actually would sentence people that were drug addicts, and their sentence was they had to come to your church. That's right. <laughs> We got contacted, uh, long story short, Donna, um, we had 6,000 young people uh, saved in three years in Santa Fe in our, in our first church. And uh, Tiz and I opened up the church. It was Henry's Liquor and Meat Market. It had been shut down, <laughs> a little adobe building that had 23 leaks in the building, but it was down in the, down in the gang area. And long story short, we had a guy come through and saw some of our young people that had been in the gangs and been drug addicts and things out on the streets in the plaza of, I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Twins with uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito, (laughs) and they're walking down with the matching suits right there. That's the plaza of Santa Fe, New Mexico. And right there on that street, some of our girls who had been in trouble so many times with the police and been in jail and one of their probation officers saw them and said what are you guys doing and they said well we're down here telling people about jesus and he was so moved that he got a hold of the newspaper and the newspaper did an article on us all these kids coming off the streets coming off of drugs coming out of uh juvenile home and and tiz and i ran i think at that time we had six seven eight boys and girls homes uh we have kids living with us next to us i mean it was just everywhere and uh the court systems heard about it and i remember one judge calling me from albuquerque new mexico and he said listen i've got this uh young man uh, I don't want to put him in, in, I think he can make it. I don't want to put him in jail. I'm going to sentence him to a year with you because I heard your program works. And I said, great. Uh, I said, let me come down and talk to him, you know, make sure that he wants to go this direction. And he said, well, pastor, the judge said, pastor, before you go, what is your program? I said, our program is the name of Jesus, the blood of Jesus, and the baptism of the Holy Spirit. He goes, you know what? I don't understand it, but I'm hearing it's working everywhere. And so we literally had courts sentencing kids to us rather than putting them in juvenile hall or putting them in jail. And like I said, we had we had 6,000 kids saved in, in three years, filled with the Holy Spirit. Many of them are in the ministry today. Amazing thing. And I believe, Donna, in all my heart, God is getting ready to do this again. Yes. I believe the church is ready for the greatest revival and outpouring of the power of God. And, yes. and the thing with these kids is they experienced the power of God. They didn't just get a religion. They didn't just go to church and sing some songs. We believe strongly in the baptism of the Holy Spirit and the power of God. And that's why Jesus commanded the church, don't leave until you get it. Yes. And uh, I, I was golfing with, uh, oh, a year or so ago, I, I golf all the time with Marcus Lamb of Daystar. And um, about a year ago, I asked Marcus, I said, Marcus, is there anywhere where we're really seeing the outpouring of the Holy Spirit? He said, Larry, it's kind of gone. And I said, get ready. 
I said, you know, God's laid in my heart to write this book because we are in, the, and when you look at the Bible prophecy, and you get, we are in that season. Little did I know that when I said that, gosh, this was probably two years ago now, two and a half years ago, when I said that, um, I would need the miracle power of God in my family as never before. Mm-hmm. And I want everybody to understand, we are in that season right now of signs and wonders and miracles. Yes. And that's what that's what seals the revival. Another church in another corner won't do it, but the power of the supernatural is what the world needs to see. And you know what, Larry, that's one of the things that I love that you are teaching about in your new book and the audio teaching series that you prepared for us. You're talking about this outpouring and I just love that. I love the way you explain it. I love the biblical truths behind it. So let's talk about your book for just just a bit. The Seven Living Prophecies. Now, I'm a title girl. Everybody knows that. When I see a title that just grabs me, I just want to say, what? What? Living prophecies? Well, prophecies are, you know, things that people told way back in the Bible days. But you said the name of this book is The Seven Living Prophecies. What do you mean when you say living? These are are not promises that did happen. These are not promises that are going to happen. These are prophecies that are happening right now in our lives. And you, Donna, when you think about it, the Lord says, when you see these things begin to happen, look up, because your redemption draweth nigh. Now that redemption someday will be the second coming of Jesus. But the redemption also is being redeemed from the attacks of the enemy, health miracles, financial miracles, family miracles, children miracles. And, the, you know, I think when God laid this on my heart to write it, to be honest with you, I said, Lord, I don't want, I, I like to write books on instruction. I like to read, write books on revelation of God's word. And God spoke to me and he said, everybody's waiting for the time of miracles, but the time of miracles are right now. You know, when we look at how close I believe we are to the coming of the Lord, we need to remember that God said when he comes, he's coming for a glorious church. Yes. A church that is experiencing, walking, living daily in the power of God. And so when we see these prophecies that are that these amazing prophecies that are happening right now, Right now, they're, they're prophecies that everyone said would never happen. They'll, they'll, they'll never come to pass. Your Bible is a fairy tale. These things cannot happen. They are happening right now as we live. And when we see these things, we understand that we are under that, in Hebrew it's called a moedim, that appointed time by God when he opens the windows of heaven. Yes. And pours us out the promises, the power, and the blessing of God. You know, Donna, all through history uh, of the church, there has been seasons of the supernatural. Yes. There has been seasons of healing, seasons of the gifts of the Spirit, seasons of dreams and visions, seasons of prosperity. But right before the coming of the Lord, the church knows that there will be the open windows of heaven. He will 
pour out his spirit. But a lot of people don't understand is Jews believe this too. The Jewish people believe that right before the coming of the Messiah, that the eyes of the Gentiles will be open, and they will they that see what God is doing, they will experience such supernatural power. One of the great rabbis of all time, his name is Rabbi Schneerson, he's, he's in heaven now, he said, he said in his last speech back in the 90s to 10,000 Orthodox Jews, he said, the Messiah is ready to come, but one thing has to happen first. The Gentiles' eyes will be open, and they'll begin to understand things. And at first, the Jewish people will say, why are, the, why are they doing this? Why are they, why are they doing what, what God told us to do? And he said, but then these Gentiles will experience the power and the blessing and the strength of God in such a magnificent way that all the world will see the power of God on these Gentiles. And together we will be drawn back to the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and then comes the Messiah. Yes. And so when God told me to write this book, of course, we had just experienced two amazing, I mean, literally supernatural miracles in our family and healing. And I realized that God was saying, you need to let the world under. And it's not just, oh, here's Bible prophecy that's happening. It's revelation that comes with this Bible prophecy. And, and when, you know, when, in Malachi, Donna, when God says, I'll open up the windows of heaven, Mm-hmm. That word window in Hebrew is the word you showed, and it literally means an unobstructed funnel, a channel from the throne of God, from the power of God, from the anointing of God to our lives. Yes. It's an unobstructed, and that's where we're at right now, and especially where we're at right now. I want everybody to understand, I, I, if you guys are listening right now, I finished this book last December, and it was January around there that everything started going haywire with the COVID-19 and the lawlessness in the streets and uh, the financial problems and everything. And now I know why God had me write this book, because God is shouting. He's shouting to, to every one of us, every one of us that are listening right now. God is shouting to us, get ready. Get your heart right with God. Make sure you're serving me. Make sure your family's serving me. And get ready for the greatest outpouring of my power and my spirit that the world has ever seen. Yes. And we're in that right now. And Bible prophecy, these living prophecies are happening. Matter of fact, you watch. This week, I, I was just on a conference call between Washington, D.C. and Israel. And there's some more things getting ready to happen this week. And these are prophecies that are just gaining momentum. And, you know, so many times, Donna, people misquote the Scripture. They They say the truth will set you free. That's not what the Scripture says. It says the truth you know. The truth, that word know is uh, the truth you own or the truth you understand. When you understand it, then it will come and set you free, bring the power of God. And so it's so important that everybody is not waiting for someday, someday 
for the supernatural is today. Yes. So these prophecies, and and there's seven of them that you talk about in your book, seven living prophecies are actually living and happening today. So that is so exciting. I want to actually talk about some of the prophecies and, and let you share a couple of the prophecies with our listeners. Now, we don't have time, of course, to go through all of them, but I definitely want to talk about a couple of them. Larry, I I like that you stated what you called one of the most important questions in the Bible. What is that? Well, Jesus is walking with his disciples, and he turns to them and says, who do men say that I am? Because if we don't know who Jesus is, according to the scriptures, we can't understand what he's teaching. And so they said, well, some say you're this, some say you're that. And then Jesus turned to each one of us, not just to Peter, but to each one of us and says, who do you say that I am? And you think about that, Peter's response, Jesus was a Jew talking to another Jew. So they're giving Jewish questions and Jewish answers. Yes. And Peter turned and said, you are the Christ. That word Christ, Donna, means the burden removing and the yoke destroying. That Jesus was the Jewish Messiah that came to forgive us of our sins and break every curse. The anointed one, burden removing and yoke destroying. And so one of the first things we have to understand to understand the teachings of Jesus is understand the Jewishness of Jesus. Jesus wasn't a, an American. He wasn't a European. He wasn't a, he was a Jew. He spoke as a Jew. He taught as a Jew. And when we, and I put a lot of things in the book on this, uh, what did it mean when they touched the hem of Jesus' garment? Jesus wasn't a blonde-haired, blue-eyed European wearing a, a Greek robe. Jesus was this out of the lineage of David, he would have been darker skin, darker hair, and not wearing a long white robe, but wearing a tallit. So the, one of the most important things I can show you is that uh, the eyes of the Gentiles are being opened, and we're discovering the Jewishness of our Jesus. And when we discover that, all of a sudden, revelation comes out of the Word of God. It's an amazing journey, and people will love it. Yes, absolutely, and and it was amazing to me that, why is this so important? But you explained that so well in the book. I wanted to read the first living prophecy that you talk about, and I'm just going to read it here. Uh, the mystery of God's full intent through our Jewish Jesus has been hidden until now, but will be made known to all the world and will usher in the great end-time outpouring of God, which is what you were just talking about. Amen. Yes. You know, the Bible says in Ephesians chapter 2 that one of the number one final signs of the coming of the Messiah would, in Ephesians chapter 2, the two will become one new man, and the two being the Jew and the Gentile. Think about this, folks. For 2,000 years, there has been a wall between Jews and Gentiles. But by us embracing the Jewishness of Jesus, by us embracing the biblical Jesus, not only are we receiving the power of God and the revelation of God and the truth of God, but we're fulfilling Bible prophecy by tearing down the wall between Jew and Gentile 
and becoming that one new man. Jews and Gentiles coming together, and we, you know that's one of the reasons why they they gave us the Lifetime Achievement Award because we're we're doing that. I, I can walk down, I can walk through the streets of Jerusalem, and Christians will stop Tiz and I, and Jews will stop Tiz and I, but Arabs will stop Tiz and I yes. also. And, and say, we watch your program on every day in Israel, and we're giving the world a Jewish Jesus, and all three of these worlds are embracing it. It's, it's a supernatural uh, event. Who would have ever thought it would happen, but it's happening right now. Yes, yes, and that's what Sid talks about here, the, the, the Jewish and the Christian believers coming together to form one new man. So it's Absolutely. it's not separated, but that wall of separation is is gone, and it's no longer separated, but becoming one new man. I love that so much. All right, I'd like to talk about another one of them. I'm just going to uh, pick a couple because we don't have a lot of time. Living prophecy number five, the greater return. You know, we all know about the Jews returning physically to the land that, that God had promised them, but you say the fifth living prophecy is the greater return is the spiritual return, and it has begun. The church will return to its Jewish roots and a Jewish understanding of God's word. So it's not a physical returning, but a spiritual, a returning of the heart. Wow. Wow. Oh, that's, so, that's so good that you bring that up. In, in, in ancient Jewish wisdom, it says everything God teaches us has two sides to it. It has a physical and a spiritual. And I talk about this in the book. It has an earthly and a heavenly. In Malachi chapter 3, God says, return unto me and I will return unto you. Now, I want you to think, I want, I want all of you listeners to think about this. God says, if you return to me, then I, Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Sitkanu, Jehovah Mekadesh, Jehovah Shalom, I will return to you. That word return in Hebrew, Donna, is the word teshuvah. Now, when we read Malachi, all of you that are listening, you've, you've heard every preacher talk about Malachi because he's talking about a, a, a tenth and offering. Yes. But we read it, so we think, it's God is saying to the Jew, return. And that's true. And the Jew did return to, to Malachi, the book of, and I explained this book, the book of Malachi was written right after the Babylonian captivity was over. They're back into Israel. They're praying, God, what do we do that the enemy doesn't defeat us anymore? Right after Babylonian captivity, it's called the Jerusalem Council. And so they're praying, God, show us what to do. And God says, return to me. Well, if you look at that, the Jews did return. They returned, and, the, and that's why Jesus was there at Passover. Jesus was there. The, the church was there on the day of Pentecost. But real quick, if you look at Malachi 3, verse 1, 2, and 3, before he says, return unto me, he said, I will come quickly. Mm. And so Jewish wisdom says the main return is the Gentile, because in Jesus' first coming, there was nothing quick about his return. He, Mary was met by the angel. Jesus was born. We, he ministered for 33 years. He died on the cross. Three days later, he's resurrected. He walked. So there's nothing quick. But in the second coming, he'll come in the twinkling of an eye. He'll come in a moment of a second. He'll come as a thief in the night. And so this spiritual return 
is actually the church as we were in the first coming of Jesus, returning to our Jewish roots. One of the things, real quick, just to all you that are listening right now, is when the woman said, if I could touch the hem of his garment, yes. I know that I would be made whole. If you look at your Bible, the hem, the, the, the talit, the Jewish prayer shawl that Jesus is wearing, is made up of the main garment, that's your that's your prayer closet. That your that's your holy of holies. It's got 613 knots on every corner. And Sid, when I get get with you, I'll bring one and show it everybody. But the 613 knots, Donna, represents the power of God, the promises of God, the Word of God. Why did that woman say, "If I could touch the hem of His garment"? If you look in your Bibles, it it doesn't say it. It says hem, but most of them in parentheses say wing. You have your prayers, the main garment. You have the 613 knots, the promises, the word of God. And on every corner, you have a wing. Why did she say, if I could touch the wing of his garment? Because Malachi says, when you return, he'll come with healing in his wings. Ah. In other words, when the Messiah comes... He will connect his word, his logos, to your prayers, your 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 secret place. When you go, when you cover your head with the tleet and you shut the door, so you're not double-minded. When in, in Judaism, when you cover your head with the that this is the secret. I'm, I was doing a television program and I was showing this, and the host of the television program goes, "Oh my gosh." They didn't have prayer closets in those days. I said, no, we've got to read it through the eyes of a Jewish Jesus. He would cover his head, and he would shut that door. And when you shut the door, ancient Jewish wisdom says the enemy is forbidden to speak to your mind. Why? Because a double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. And let not that man think when he prays, he receives anything. So in Malachi, it says, return unto me, and I will return unto you, and I will come with healing in my wings. Our prayers in that prayer closet will all of a sudden go from logos to rhema, yes. connected with the living word of God. And yes. so when we heard about lying, we heard about tis, the first thing we did was pray Go under that to lead because we're hearing the doctor's reports. We're hearing the, the right, statistics. Right. And we would shut that door and say, Lord, we know that you come with healing in your wings. The living word of God, not the logos. I know I'm supposed to keep them short, but I get excited. <laughs> no, that, that's something to get excited about, Larry. But I want to give you an opportunity to share those two miracles that you just briefly mentioned, your wife, Tiz, and also Lion, who is your grandson. But first of all, let me take just a second here and tell everyone that Sid and I really want to let you know about this powerful resource that we have today. It's Larry's brand new book, The Seven Living Prophecies, What Israel and and these end time prophecies have to do with you, which is the question that a lot of us ask. Oh, that's great, but what does it have to do with me? Right. And Larry has also prepared a brand new and exclusive three-part audio teaching series called 
It's time for a miracle. Now, Sid will be here at the end of the program to let you know how you can get it. So don't miss that. So he will be back shortly. Okay, Larry, I want to talk about one more of the prophecies before we let you share those wonderful miracles. And that's the one that in your book is listed as living prophecy number six. And it says, I'm going to just read it real quick here for you. God said, I will show you wonders in heaven above and signs in the earth beneath blood and fire and vapor of smoke. The sun shall be turned to darkness and the moon into blood before the coming of the great and awesome day of the Lord. And it shall come to pass that whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Now, I know, Larry, you go through, man, you are so you are so thorough and you go through a lot of the signs that people saw in the heavens that that some of the biblical people used like the sun and the stars and the sand and the seas and the different the different things like that but those prophecies in your own words the living prophecies we are still seeing signs today that god is speaking to us absolutely you know um one of the things that i write it just one of the things that i write in the book to let people know where we are on god's timetable are when we went through in 2014, 2015, the four blood moons. Yes, yes. And, you know, a lot of Christians, when I first started teaching this years and years ago, they said, well, does God still move? You know, is there really something biblical about signs in the sky? Well, when Jesus was born, the shepherds saw the stars. Yes. And they read the signs in the skies. And I go into that in the book, Donna, of how, Reading the signs of the sky shows us the seasons of God, not winter, spring, summer, or fall, but the seasons, the appointed times of God. That timeline that you speak of. Absolutely, absolutely. So look at the four blood moons. The four blood moons, every time we've had the four blood moons that happen on Passover and Feast of Tabernacles, and then again on Passover and Feast of Tabernacles, every time in history— it launched us into something that was absolutely world-changing. Yes. And just to remind everybody that's listening, you guys remember that this last one that we went through, and NASA says, and I don't know how they do this, Donna, but folks, NASA says that this will never happen again. It'll never happen again. All right, so the the four blood moons, the signs in the sky that we saw in 2014, 2015, this this was uh, up till this one. There had only this had only happened seven times since the birth of Jesus. Seven is the number of completion. Uh, seven places Jesus shed his blood. Seven days of Sabbath rest. This eighth one is the number eight in Hebrew is a new beginning. Every time these happen through history, the world has changed. What happened in this last one? Some I just did an interview uh, a couple days ago, and somebody said, what's the main thing that happened in this last one? In 2015, Donald Trump announced that he was going to run for the president of the United States. Yes. Our world has drastically changed. Israel has changed from the Golan Heights to the moving of the embassy. And I was there for the moving of the embassy. Israel invited me to come. And so this is a sign that we are in number eight, and our world is going to amazingly change with the power 
and the supernatural of God. And yes. so a lot of Christians don't realize that these things that that we're not taught uh, are important, are vitally important to show us the seasons that we're in on God's calendar. Yes, yes. Oh, I love that. <laughs> That's pretty exciting. I know everybody's going to enjoy reading the many, many things that you talk about in, in prophecy that folks like you that, that study and know these things and share that information with us. So that's pretty exciting you to know, me. Donna, can I, share, can I share one more thing that I think all of, uh, all of you that are listening would enjoy? Of course. You know, when I'm doing the series in our church right now here in Dallas, on uh, Signs of the Times, uh, uh, the next version. And it hit me when I was in college. I remember a teacher telling us that most empires collapse or, or spring back into action after 250 years. Right now, America is at 244 years. Oh. Right now, America is at 244 years. Yes. That means, and it doesn't mean every time right at 250 years, but that means about six years from the end, the the end of an empire or the bursting into a new era, new age. If you look at the Hebrew calendar, and that's why people need it. I, I want you to see where we're at. You look at the Hebrew calendar. We're at the year five thousand seven hundred and eighty-one. Rabbis and archaeologists are saying we're off by two hundred and thirteen years because of the building of the temple. I won't get into that. You can watch it watch it on our podcast. But that brings us to 5,994 years, which is six years away from the Sabbath millennium, the seventh millennium. And so all of these things are shouting to us, get ready yes. right now. Claim it right now. In Second Samuel chapter 24, God brings a plague on Israel. God brings a plague on Israel. And he's angry with Israel and he's angry with David. And because David does a census, I'll just tell you this real quick. David <laughs> sends a census out, and the Bible specifically says he does it for nine months and 20 days. Why is that in there? Nine months and 20 days is the gestation period. From the time we announced the COVID-19 to the next presidential election is almost exactly nine months and 20 days. Something is getting ready to be birthed. You don't have to wait. Let God birth the miracles and the supernatural power in your life right now. Yes, yes. Well, you know what? We have been talking. A lot of information. <laughs> it is. It's great information. It's pretty exciting, for especially for folks like me who don't know a lot about these biblical prophecies. So I like the fact that you connect. You do such a wonderful job of connecting the past with the present and what it means for our future. So that's huge to me. But I want to do this, Pastor Larry. We've been talking about a lot of things, biblical things, uh, national things, country things. I want to take it a little personal here. You have two specific, I know you've had a lot, your salvation, your baptism of the Holy Spirit. There's a lot of miracles in your life. But you have two that are so, so personal to you, and I absolutely have to give you an opportunity to share those. Well, just real quickly, and this is really the reason I wrote this book, to let everybody know, it, your time for a miracle is right now. Over two years ago, we were in Jerusalem for the opening of the embassy, 
And after the ceremony, we went down to Ben Yuda Street in Jerusalem with some friends of ours from the Israeli government and from, uh, from uh, Washington, D.C. And we were having dinner, and uh, this guy, this friend of ours from D.C., his phone rings, and it was his wife. And his wife said, I know you guys are busy, but she said, I have had this word. God gave me this word, this prophecy for Pastor Larry. And I can't get it off, and I, I need to give it to him. So we put her on speaker, and she said, Pastor, God told me to tell you that from Jerusalem, the lion will roar. She said, that's all I know is God said, as you guys are in Jerusalem, the lion will roar, and that roar will be heard around the world. The lion will roar, and the roar will be heard around the world. And so we thought she was talking about Jerusalem the embassy we hung up the phone and about two minutes later my son luke called and they have their first child seven month old baby lion and said dad i need you to pray something's wrong with lion we're going to take him to the hospital by the time two days later i got back we met with the doctors they walked in the room and said we've got bad news lion has a real rare form of leukemia lion seven months old so they told us that they're going to test him for this negative gene, and the negative gene meant it was really bad. Now, Donna, the thing they didn't tell us is is almost every human being has this negative gene. Yes. It's, it's almost a given. But when we came back to meet with them, they said, listen, we tested this 20 or 30 times. We called the top five or six heads of children's cancer around the world. And before we told you this, because we wanted to make sure, not only did Lion not have the negative gene, and almost everybody in the world has it. Yes. Not only did he not have the negative gene, but they said Lion has a positive gene that we there is no medical record anywhere in the world of a child lion's age having this positive gene. Wow. The negative gene was defeated. The positive gene was placed in there. In fact, they started calling it the God gene and the lion gene. <laughs> and it took him from no chance of survival up to 95% chance of survival. And, of course, they'll never say 100%. Of course. But lion is 100% cancer-free today. Wow. Wow, that's amazing. And once again, what Satan's, and this is why I wrote the book, when we heard this, uh, it devastated us. And God said, you're in the season of miracles right now. Claim it. And then while we're going through that, and I know I'm going long, Donna, forgive me. That's okay. While we're going through that, we get, we, we're in, we get word, Tiz was saying she doesn't feel good. She went to the doctor. Within four days, they did eight-hour surgery on her. She had ovarian cancer. The doctor said, well, probably going to last three months. Larry, when you say that probably going to last three months, are you saying that that's how much time they gave her to, to live? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. They said we have a new drug that may give you an extra year, but you have this what's called a BRCA gene and uh, we need to get all your kids, boys and girls, all your grandkids in, because we know that this comes from the BRCA gene. It's a family curse. It's, it's inherited from the family. And that means not only can, can Tiz not be healed, 
but it passes on to our children. And this was devastating. Of course. But we said, you know what? God already did this for Lion. And we, and we had, and the amazing thing, we had Jews and Gentiles all over the world praying. I had one rabbi say, I know that at least two million Jews are praying for Tiz and Lion right now. Here's that one new man. And so we go back in three weeks later, and when we walked in, the doctor's assistant, the surgeon's assistant, and great people, looks at Tiz and says, Tiz, and points towards heaven, said only he could have done that. And so the doctor walked in and said, well, did she tell you? And we go, yeah. He goes, well, I don't believe it. We're going we're gonna to take the cancer we took out of you and test that. You've, there's no other explanation. You have to have this BRCA gene. And so three weeks again, we come back in, and he goes, I can't explain it. <laughs> I can't explain it. There is no BRCA gene, which, number one, means it doesn't pass on to our children, breaking generational curses. And number two, it means that Tiz can be treated. And so Tiz is healthy now. She's happy. She's she's. Um, uh, Obviously, back on our television program every day, uh, cancer-free. Wow. And so, listen, all of you that are listening right now, I can tell you, not because I just believe it, because we've experienced it, whatever you're going through, whatever you're going through, God can do something for you that no one has ever heard of before. Yes. Our God is no respecter of persons. You're listening right now because God wants you to know that he is a God of supernatural miracles. Yes. And what God has done for our family, he will do for yours. There's no limit. Yes, absolutely. Well, let me take just a moment here and remind everybody of this powerful resource, Larry, that you have prepared for them, and they can get it today. Sid will be here at the end of the program to let you know how you can get it. You can get it for your your family, for yourself, for your church, for your small group, a powerful, powerful resource. The resource is The Seven Living Prophecies, the brand new book from Larry Huck, and he's also prepared a brand new and exclusive three-part audio series called It's time for a miracle. Now, Sid's going to be here in just a moment to let you know how you can get that. So don't, don't miss it. Larry, I would like to do one more thing before I let you go. You were just talking about this is the time for miracles. People are looking for miracles. People need miracles. And you, I love what you said. You've experienced these miracles. So you are in a wonderful place to pray for others. Would you do that before we leave? Absolutely. And let me say to all of you that are listening right now, remember, in ancient Hebrew, there's no word for coincidence. Yes. You're listening to Donna and myself because God has ordained you to be covered with the supernatural power of God and receive your miracle. Father, right now, Father, it doesn't matter if it's a miracle of healing, a miracle in the marriage, a miracle in finances, a miracle in family. It doesn't matter. Greater is you that's in us than anything that can come against us. Father, we bind the devil. We bind the forces of darkness. We do not accept what the enemy has brought against us. And Father, I release right now. I loosen. Oh, I feel that power right there. 
Mm. I loosen the power of God on every person watching. Father, I cover them right now. I understand what it's like when you're going through the battle, the battle in your mind, but we cast down reasonings and logic that exalt themselves above the Word of God. By His stripes we're healed. We and our family shall be saved. We are more than conquerors. We're not going under. We're going over. In the name that is above any name that comes against you or your family, the name of Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus, who is the Messiah. I release that, and we receive that in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. 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 Thank you so much, Larry. And now here's Sid to tell you how you can get this very powerful resource from Larry Huck today. Sid? Pastor Larry Huck says it's vital that you and I fully understand where we are on God's biblical timeline. In his new book, Seven Living Prophecies, Larry reveals seven biblical prophecies that are unfolding right now, literally before our eyes, that are going to release God's end-time outpouring of supernatural blessings and miracles, not just for the world, but into your life as well. These ancient biblical prophecies, mysteries, secrets, and hidden truths are ushering us into the season of living under an open heaven. Don't miss Larry's brand new book, Seven Living Prophecies, and his brand new and exclusive three-part audio teaching series, It's Time for a Miracle. I think you're saying you agree. I do, too. Order yours today for an investment of only 35 U.S. dollars. To order, call 1-800-447-2697. Once again, that's 1-800-447-2697. Or go to our website at sidroth.org, S-I-D-R-O-T-H dot O-R-G. Be sure to ask for offer number 9717. That's offer number 9717. 